Welcome to Sovereign Self, weaving spiritual awakening with the fabric of everyday life. Your host is Zofia Renea Morales. We'll discuss and show you how you can achieve the highest potential in your life through divine wisdom and really live. Now, here is your host, Zofia Renea Morales. Welcome back to another episode of Sovereign Self. This is your host, Sophia Renea Morales, and today we're going to talk about the seer, unlocking the ability within. Uh, But before we swing into that and my guest today, I would like to invite you to learn a little bit more about the abilities that lie within yourself. A lot of times society leads us to believe that we're not gifted, we're not special, that's things other people can do, but not us. And I have found through the years of working with hundreds and thousands of people that that is a lie. (laughs) And so I created the superpower quiz for you to get a peek into the gifts that you brought forward, what makes you special in this world today. So take a couple of minutes, go over to superpowerquiz.us and find out your particular set of abilities. And with that handled, I will introduce our guest, Matt Young. He has a strong desire to lead people into their fullness of expression as a son of God or daughter of God, depending on how you identify. (laughs) Matt helps to advance others to live boldly in the power and gifts of the spirit. Whether he's discussing heavenly mysteries, teaching about seer abilities, or foundational elements of spiritual growth, Matt's relational styles create a new paradigm and awareness for each person. He leads people into recognizing the truth of who they're created to be and how to release that on the earth. Welcome, Matt. I'm so happy to have you here with me today. Thank you much, or thank you very much for that introduction. It's great to be with you today. I'm excited. I am excited to get started here too. Now, a lot of times when I bring someone on who has giftedness, a lot of people are like, oh, well, that's them and not me. Were you always gifted? Did you always know you were gifted or did that change at some point? Yeah, well, I think for me, I was born this way. And so I've always been seeing things, knowing things, but because I'm a bit of a skeptic and kind of intellectual and process a lot of things with my brain, I would just write it off as, oh, I'm just seeing things. Maybe I'm tired. Um, But of, you know, probably seven years ago, Mm-hmm. was when I really started to realize, oh, this is what this is. This is how to use it and started training other people, um, you know, how to deal with what they feel and see and sense. Exactly. So as a child, what kind of things uh, turned up for you? How did it show up for you? Because we all have different channels that are naturally stronger. Yeah. So when I was a kid, these... Uh, these light beings, I don't know what to call them. They were maybe six inches, seven inches. They would like fill my room. And it was terrifying as a kid because I didn't know what it was. And, you know, I think most kids probably naturally call for their mom um, Mm -hmm. when they're having nightmares. But for me, it was so scary. I would actually call for my dad. (laughs) I need dad energy in here. (laughs) Yeah, And and, you know, it, it's the thing of like, well, what what is this and why is this happening? And I would like there was times where I'd experience um, just really what some people would call bizarre. But I know you and I would call these things kind of normal experiences is my dad. I would sometimes see him shrink down to like three feet tall. And it was just like, what is going on? You know, or. I'm- yeah. And like, what you're watching is a change in his his confidence level more than likely. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it it was so odd to see it with my eyes open. I'm like, what is, you know, and as a kid, who do you talk to these things? And luckily, my parents never said, you know, stop making this up, you know, or anything like that. They just kind of listened. And my mom is kind of a closet seer. She, you know, I don't think she understood this stuff, but uh, at least they were open. And, you know, I think they were a bit confused as well. Yeah, without a doubt. So when you called your dad into the room, what happened with your little six inch glowing friends? <laughs> so by that time, they just like they disappeared because, it, you know, it's the middle of the night. It's, you know, maybe three in the morning, five in the morning, somewhere like that. And by the time he came in, they were gone. OK, so it worked. Yeah. <laughs> 
what it, it's funny as an adult, it's like, come back, whatever. You yeah, I, I'd, I'd like to find out who you are and what you're about now. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to ask if they'd ever revisited you later on in life. No, um, not that I'm aware of. <laughs> okay, that's something. That is definitely something. What was kind of the first incident where you started to like really take this seriously? Probably it's like 20s, 30s, where it wasn't just a one-time incident because there was a lot of different experiences, but it was like I, I had always walked around thinking other people could see what was going on in my life and knew like the trouble I was getting into and the like decisions that I made that weren't very good. Oh, yeah. So because I thought they could see what I was doing, it kind of scared me. Like, I don't even know if I want to leave the house because it was like overwhelming emotionally, spiritually. And, you know, it wasn't until I, I started to share with a couple of different people what I was experiencing. And most people had no clue what to say, but they were supportive, luckily. And it was, you know, it was in that process that I like started reaching out and had a couple really close friends that I would share like, Hey, I just know this about this person. Nobody's told me this. I don't know how to explain it. And then I see this or this or this. And they're like, well, that's interesting. Um, they're like, I don't necessarily see the same thing. And then sometimes it would turn out to be true. And I think that's what encouraged me to like, okay, well, you know, I'm going to keep doing this. And unfortunately. And I, I'm going to give it some credence as opposed to just writing it off. Right. Yeah. And unfortunately in like high school, you know, I was the person that if somebody like I thought they were doing me wrong or came at me, I would just instinctively like try to protect myself. And I would say things to them that would be, there would be impossible for me to know. And it would be devastating for them to hear. Oh my goodness. Oh yeah. <laughs> and I, and I had no idea that this isn't just like everybody can do these things but it was just a natural thing. And so part of me was like, there was no empathy or compassion because I'm like, well, doesn't everybody see this about this person and come to find out like looking in reverse, it's like, no, not everybody is seeing these terrible things. Yeah. And you just called out like their deepest, darkest secret. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. That, that's a little bit of a karma to accumulate, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> so as you moved through and into your gifts, was there any kind of a turning point for you around um, embracing them? Yeah, I was, I think is actually, I mean, there was gradual steps, but I think the biggest milestone was I was 40 years old. Um, I was praying for this, this child who had a broken hand and um you know, I just like, I had just learned that, you know, I had heard stories of people getting healed from physical things, but I was honestly really skeptical. Like, is this real? Um, and you know, I know there's some fake stuff out there. Oh, there's but, a shit ton of fake stuff out there, but yeah. But this is the funny thing. So the first time I pray, um, the child, this is like a sixth grader. She says to me, she says, Hey, um, my pain is almost all the way gone. Now I was ignorant. I didn't know like to ask her, like, what did you do? Uh, I didn't know till afterwards she had a broken hand because she just had a, like an ACE bandage around her hand. Mm. Well, I prayed a second time and she was so excited because all the pain left and she could move her hand. She actually jumped on me and I'm just thinking like, oh, this is not not a good thing to have a sixth grader you know, girl jumping, on me. <laughs> jumping all over me. I could get in a lot of trouble. <laughs> yeah. And, and because I was such like a skeptic, you know, I, in my mind, I thought, Oh, she's probably just doing this to get attention. So I actually recorded a video of her just instinctively. I don't even know why I did it. Cause I was like, well, I just want to make sure that this is on the up and up. And I called her parents on the phone and said, Hey, you know, your daughter tells me that she just got healed. What are your thoughts on this? I didn't say anything. And they're like, yeah, isn't that amazing? Like we've experienced these kind of things before. And I was like, well, can you explain to me what happened? And for verbatim, the mom tells me she was playing third base. Uh, she didn't get her mid up fast enough. She stuck her hand up and broke her thumb. And they went to the doctor 
and the hand was too swollen to put a cast on. And so she shows up to where I am that day. And so she was supposed to get a cast the next day. So doctor verified broken hand. And then it was, you know, doctor. And then doctor verified, not broken hand. (laughs) Yeah. And so honestly, I was like, still skeptical. Even after hearing the mom, I was like, ah, it was, it was probably three years later of having these types of like experiences or manifestations where even in some of those situations, I was still like in my mind, I'd be like, God, you really healed this person because. (laughs) Yeah. Cause otherwise it's, it's it's going to be a problem down here. (laughs) Well, and I, I think with the, what I want to say, the skeptics, because I'm one of these, you know, two plus two equals four, it's got to be replicatable. Show me the money sort of people. Right. You know, when I started coming into my gifts, I had a moment that was very similar to that. I had, I was working with a gentleman who I know was in a great deal of pain and had kidney trouble. And he was praying, I was just being open. And then he like drops my hands and opens his eyes and says, are you a healer? And I'm like, what What are you talking about, right? Right. (laughs) Um, But the scientist in me needed to see that happen because this man had, you know, a thick file of kidney disease and he went straight to the kidney doctor after that and came back with a clean bill of health. And it's like, okay, the scientist has to sit down now and, and be quiet for a while until we, you know, sort it through. And, you know, the logical mind needs to sort it through, but sometimes we need that really concrete evidence that it has in fact happened. There has been a miracle that happened here. So were you always, um, what do I want to say, on personal terms with God, with the divine, or was that a relationship that uh, gradually grew? No, like as a kid, there was no like nothing taught belief system wise or you know, anything kind of like that. Um, I had an experience in my twenties where, um, I was stuck on a, I was rock climbing and I was about 50 feet up and the rock strata had changed and there was nowhere for me to go, um, other than to jump off and die. Or, you know, I was in a a terrible position. And and if anybody's ever been in a position where it's like life or death, your brain goes a million miles an hour thinking like, could I do this? Could I do this? Could I do this? And And did you, were you rock climbing with people or gear or what? I had gone with a coworker and he had gone to a different, like we'd kind of went up the same trail and then he decided, oh, I'm going to go this way. And I was like, oh, I'll go this way and I'll meet you. But back then I really didn't think things through. And so I climbed like literally straight up this rock face with no equipment. Um, just, I mean, I was always a risk taker, but this was, you know, in hindsight, you just go, that was, I mean, that was insanely (laughs) risky. Yeah. Yeah. And so the rock strata went from this, like, like lava rock that was easy to climb. And then it was all of a sudden this dirt and it was like face first, you know, I couldn't get a grip with my right hand broke off, left hand broke off. And then it was my left foot, you know, broke off. So I was sitting there on just on my right foot and couldn't get a grip on anything. And leaning into the wall. <laughs> yeah. And I, I did that thing that I think some people just do. I was like, I don't, I didn't know what God was, who God was. I didn't know much of anything. And I just like, after contemplating every possible possibility. I just said, God, if you get get me off this rock, I'll turn my life over you. And instantaneously I was at the top and there was about 75 more feet to climb. And, you know, by this time it was actually getting dark and I ran, I was in good shape back then, you know, I played sports and I ran full speed through the woods. And back then all I could do to explain was like, I just felt the most amazing high Uh, that I had ever felt in my entire life. And it felt like I was able to run faster than I'd ever ran through like thick woods. And um, I got back to my coworker that we'd, you know, gone hiking with. And by this time it's like dark. I probably ran like a mile um, to get to him. And he was starting up his truck to go call the police to send out a search party. (laughs) Find him. Yeah. 
And he's, he says to me, he goes, well, what happened? And I couldn't speak because I was like, I, I, yeah, I was like, uh, 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 like I, you, you hadn't gotten your mind around it either. <laughs> yeah. And it honestly, it took years to figure out like, you know, some people have like a, a mo- you know, once in a lifetime moment, like experience. And I'd say that was probably the one where I started searching, like, who is God? What is God? Um, and, you know, kind of realize there's more out there than just me, you know? Yeah, so. absolutely. Well, and we're coming up on our first break already. Can you believe it? Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to put a pin in this because I know there's more that comes out of this story. I want to hear about it when we get back. Uh, What I'd like to do for everyone out there in listener land is invite you to grab a pen and a piece of paper and kind of cast back in your mind towards moments where you've been in these rock and hard place situations uh, and kind of recall a few of those from your own life and how things played out for you. And hang with us. We'll be right back from the break. sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. Hey, beautiful soul. Sophia Renea Morales here. I've been doing Sovereign Self for over a year now, and I would like to hear from you. Tell me what you want to hear in coming shows. Go to TellZofia, that's T-E-L-L-Z-O-F-I-A.com. Drop me a quick note and let me know. How has this show supported you? Where should we go next? Or are you perfectly content with where we're going at the moment? That's tellzofia.com. Your opinion is critical in informing where I take the show next. Thank you so much and live soul first. Connect with us and we'll connect with you. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is on LinkedIn. Get the first word about happenings with the network, where our next live event will be, and what's up with our hosts. Look up Voice America on LinkedIn. In a Realm is a free monthly holistic health magazine that promotes total health and wellness of body, mind, and spirit. We're a much-loved community resource for both alternative and traditional healing. We're in our 24th year of educating our readers about innovative therapies aimed at stress reduction, emotional healing, diet modification, energy healing, body movement therapies like yoga and tai chi, and so much more. Restore your soul, find your balance, and elevate your life with Inner Realm. Find us at innerrealmmagazine.com. Change starts here. Change starts now. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. You are listening to Sovereign Self with Sophia Renea Morales. We'd love to hear from you on the show today. Call in to 1-866-472-5795. Again, that's 1-866-472-5795. Or if you'd prefer, send an email to asksophia at transformationspace.co. Now, back to Sovereign Self. Thanks for hanging in with us through the break. This is Sophia Renea Morales, and I am still here with Matt Young. And before the break, he was telling us about his uh, hanging by a thread from the cliff sort of moment. It wasn't a literal thread. It was a figurative thread. Uh, but it was an actual cliff. <laughs> so after you were teleported, if you will, moved, uh, relocated to the top of the cliff, uh, and you started this exploration of of what is God, where did this take you next? How did your life change from that moment? Yeah, so, I mean, I've always been curious, like, how do things work? How do things happen? And so for whatever reason, you know, a friend said, hey, you know, why don't you go to church? And so I started like going to random churches and, but I, I had that again, going back to like, oh, I'm feeling and sensing all these things about these people and realizing, I mean, of course they're people, like some people are not telling the full truth. Some people are. Yeah. Well, and we are all sinners and church is full of sinners, not saints. (laughs) Yeah. And, and so it was like just a complete distraction from like the experiences I had. And so I started to wonder, like, does anybody even have these kind of experiences who go to a church? 
Um, which of course I found out years later, of, of course they do. But when you have that kind of like, you know, bias or just ignorance, I just didn't know. And so I didn't really get church. I didn't really understand it at first. Um, but that was kind of the first place I went. And then for some reason I had this, there was this whole set of like books on what's going to happen at the end of the world. <laughs> and so like, I really dove into those things and I'm just like, I mean, it was like, Oh, is the world going to end? And you know, now my beliefs have like radically changed from that kind of stuff. But you know, I didn't have anybody who could answer my questions. I mean, and that yeah. was, you know, I would ask different questions about, well, Hey, I see this, do you, you know, and nobody knew, um, kind of what to say to me. And I think most people were skeptical, thought I was making things up. Um, and I'm pretty sure a few people thought I was just crazy. Yeah. <laughs> so did you finally find some answers around what was happening with you? How'd that un unfold for you? Yeah, it was probably like three years after that, I met a man who started to mentor me and I, I just felt, you know, he's an older gentleman and he was able to like, he wasn't having the same types of experiences, but he was able to more like kind of put some meat to it. Like, Hey, this is, this is why this is happening. This is, mm -hmm. you know, um, I'm curious, how did you meet him? I was just at a, at a meeting at a church and, um, I had been praying like, you know, God, I, you know, I need a mentor. I need emotional help, spiritual help. Um, and I'd had a few people offer to help me. And it was actually really funny. This one gentleman wanted to help me um, and mentor me and offered to help me. And I, without even thinking, it just came out of me. And I just said, no, like, and then I, I, you know, I still had a lot of emotional work to do. Yeah. And I like, it was super offensive to him but sometimes you have to say no to people. And I didn't really know why, but hindsight. Well, and it was a, it was a soul level. No, yeah. right. This stuff that just pops out, it's your soul answering for you. <laughs> and hindsight, you know, I, it was a very wise decision, but when I met this man, you know, he introduced himself and he said, this is what I do. I mentor young men. I do this and this and this. And I literally, I just, as we're shaking hands, I was like, what are you doing for lunch today? <laughs> that started a three-year journey. And really, he helped me through the emotional kind of stuff, the spiritual stuff, and was kind of like that first stepping stone towards understanding what was happening uh, in my life. Very nice. And what was the second stepping stone? I think the, the second thing was, I've just always been an avid reader. And so I was like reading every book I could get my hands on. Um, and I, you know, I didn't under, I didn't know what a seer was. And so I was like interested in the supernatural, spiritual, like, you know, the psychic world, like all these, you know, people use different terminologies sometimes for the same stuff. But I was like, there's got to be other people who have these experiences. And of course, you know, started to find out, oh yeah, like I'm not alone. There's yeah. many, many people who have these experiences. So it was really that and some of them just have them very quietly in their own life, in their own world, and they don't like broadcast it, which is right. why a lot of times you feel like you're alone until you start to to open up to selected people. And then you discover that, oh, well, there are people who get these intuitive hits and who make their decisions based on them. They just Absolutely. don't talk about it much. Right. <laughs> so back to your story. <laughs> You started reading and discovered you were not alone. Yeah. And it was actually funny. At, at one point, this uh, gentleman handed me a book on the seer and I was just kind of like, okay, you know what, you know, and I didn't realize what he was doing and I read it. I mean, I think I read the whole thing like in one sitting and I was like, oh, like this kind of describes everything about me. And it, then it led me to like find every book I could find on, you know, the empath seeing um, and you know, what I discovered is there weren't a lot of really good, like historically accurate, um, or things that like, cause I wanted to know not just about it. I wanted to know like everything, like I, like I like to get, it's like, I'm not a mechanic, but someone who <laughs> like knows every part. Like I want to know all that because if I'm going to teach it to somebody, I want to be able to help them understand like the ins and outs of it, not just to be able to do these things. Yeah. And that was really the part where 
I actually had another mentor who was a woman and I asked her, um, let's ask her this simple question. Cause I was like, what is discerning spirits versus like prophetic, like prophecy, like psychic readings? Like I said, what's the difference between that? And it was kind of interesting. She and said, it's a great question. <laughs> yeah. And she says to me, it doesn't matter. Well, that's not the kind of thing that helps me. And it actually, you know, it made me a bit, uh, <laughs> like confused and then also led me to just read even more because I was like, that's unacceptable. Like I'm teaching kids, I'm teaching adults this stuff. Like I need to know. Um, and I realized she did it on purpose because she knew it would actually cause me. It to would go. spur you to look deeper. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's, that's part of why I'm so passionate about this stuff because I'm like, like, I know there's, I've met so many people over the years who have, you know, different flavors of these gifts and abilities, and they just need someone to say, you know, you're not alone. You're not crazy. Actually, this is the way you were created. And um, you're more than okay. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, and it's easy to think you're losing your mind, especially when you come into these gifts later in life, yeah. uh, because I had unplugged from mine until I was in my late 40s. And when they turned on, they like all turned on at once. And so it's like walking into this rock concert of information and energy and overwhelm. And so, yeah, you start to wonder if something has gone desperately wrong upstairs. Right. Yeah, absolutely. So we've taken a couple of steps down the path here. Was there a moment where you felt like, you know what, I've, I've got my answers kind of scraped together. Yeah, I think probably mid 40s, I really like I had been teaching this stuff for a while to um, and seeing like, actually was fascinating as I was working with uh, youth, like ages like 13 to 18. And I was seeing kids pick this stuff up just super, super fast. And some adults were able to as well. But it was like the kids just didn't have a filter of like not believing. And and they, of course, they were a bit of risk takers. They just had that ability just to step into things very, very quickly. And so I, that's where kind of I got my start of like training and teaching was with kids. And then it, you know, moved into adults. And it was to the point where, you know, we would go pray for people to be healed and do these kind of things. And it was like a three-year process where I was working with the same kids like every week where um, I would actually just stand back and they would do everything. And so it went from, it was kind of all about me to now it's all about the kids. And so that was the thing. And it's kind of funny, you know, I, I coached football and rugby years ago and it's the same thing when you're coaching somebody, it's like, it's really not about me. It's like, how can I empower this person to be the best version of themselves? And, you know, that's, that was what, you know, one of the things I'm still passionate about is helping people kind of unlock who they are and, and doing it rapidly because there doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to be a five-year process, you know? Exactly. So what would you just say to somebody who's like, yeah, oh, that's nice for everybody else, but I got nothing. Yeah, I would say close your eyes, um, you know, do whatever meditation, breathing exercise, you know, that you're comfortable with. And then just ask the universe, ask God, like, you know, I want to see something spiritual. Like one of the simplest things people can do is like, you know, you're getting ready to go to sleep. First thing to do is like, as you're going to sleep, kind of set your intent for like your dreams, what you, you know, what you want to have a dream about, if there's a question you're asking, but then even after you do that, then just go, you know, God source, whatever you um, believe is ask, you know, to see. And so close your eyes and just take a few minutes and don't like those of us, you know, those people who are perfectionists and um, <laughs> kind of cerebral, yeah. give yourself a break. It may take you a couple minutes longer, but for some people, they'll see stuff. And then this is kind of the important part is believe what you see, because mm. so many people like will see stuff and then they just won't say anything because they're like, oh, I'm just making this up. And we have to yes. remember, like <laughs> our imagination is not making stuff up, you know. It's like, receiving from universal mind, universal source. Yes. Absolutely. And so it's, and then it's this, 
same thing like riding a bike. It's the same process as, you know, you may crash a few times, you know, but some people naturally ride a bike really well. Some people, it takes a little bit of time. And then over time, as you gain confidence, I think that's the biggest thing is you'll gain confidence that what you're getting is actually real and then try it out, you know, and try it out with your friends. Yeah. And here's, here's my little tip from the, uh, the very hyper cerebral side of the crowd. (laughs) I find it super important for me to step into curiosity before I start an exercise like this, because I find if I don't deliberately step into curiosity, that perfectionist comes with me, that preconceived notion of what it's supposed to be comes with me. And so it's easier for me to have the experience and receive the experience if I'm curious about what it's going to be. Right. Well, and it may help. This may help too. I had a 17 year old student, four point student on a roll, like, you know, all these years later, he's graduated from college. He very, very cerebral dad's a PhD, you know, very, very intelligent kid. Well, he would see things when we, we would do this exercise where we would close our eyes, sit in a chair blindfolded, and then you wouldn't know who is sitting in front of you. And we would practice seeing what's going on in the person's life and then encourage them with what we were seeing. Well, this kid was seeing for three months accurately, but he would say, I'm not seeing anything. And then after about three months, he says to me, he's like, Matt, um, this is what I'm seeing, but I don't believe it's real. And I was like, well, you're going to have to step out and, and share and give it a shot. And lo and behold, he was one of the most accurate people. But this is this is the thing. Well, and and here's the other thing about, uh, well, I'm not seeing anything. Sometimes people aren't seers. Sometimes we're knowers or feelers. And these are equally valid ways to receive the information. I, I think a lot of people get hung up on, did it come through the visual channel? Right. And, yeah. And this is what I was going to say about him is exactly what you said is, I use the word seeing, but he, in his imagination, wasn't seeing like a tree standing in front of him. He would, it was like the knowing there's a tree there or knowing that this person's going to be a doctor in the future, but he wasn't seeing anything. And that's one of the biggest mis- misconceptions about seeing is, like, sure, I can see with my eyes open, and but people are different. And it, mm-hmm. it's like the variation of somebody seeing in full color to somebody who's not technically seeing anything, but they know this is what, you know, the, their, their imagination may just see dark, but mm-hmm. what they're actually in their imagination seeing is like, it's like sometimes it's a thought, sometimes it's a word, but sometimes it's just yeah. like this deep knowing. Exactly. And I, I'm knowing is like one of my major channels. So I can kind of relate to his, his circumstance, I still use the the visual language. uh, Because it helps people connect to what's going on. I, I will say things like, well, I see a hole in your aura. I don't literally see the hole in their aura. But I have this knowing of there's a hole in their aura and exactly where it is. Um, And even when I do see things, my best description for it is it's like a remembering of having seen something more than actually seeing it. Yeah, absolutely. So awesome. Oh my goodness, we're up on our second break already. (laughs) So how the time flies. If you are out there with us in listener land, and I know you are because you just heard that. So get your pen, get your paper and um, spend a little time around kind of these moments where you've, you've known something, maybe realized something had a feeling about something before you stepped into it. Uh, Because it's useful to acknowledge to ourselves that yes, this information is coming in and as you start to capture it, uh, you can start to begin to build that trust and that confidence in it because now you have something that you can verify or validate against as you go forward. So get your pen and paper, do that quickly and we will be right back from the break. Hey, beautiful soul, Sophia Renea Morales here. I've been doing Sovereign Self for over a year now, and I would like to hear from you. Tell me what you want to hear in coming shows. Leave a quick voice message at 520 261 
1-800-273-6827. And let me know, how has the show supported you? Where should we go next? Or are you perfectly content with where we're going at the moment? That number, 520-261-6827. Thank you so much for your feedback. It's crucial in informing where I take the show next. Thank you, and go out and live soul first. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. If you feel stuck, exhausted, or just unsure of how to handle everything at once that life is throwing your way, you'll want to listen to What's Important Now, Making Time for What Matters Most with Eva Medelec. Eva and her guests will help you learn to focus on the most important priorities in your life so you can handle them one at a time instead of being constantly overwhelmed. What's Important Now, Tuesdays at 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. This is the Voice America Influencers Channel. Be inspired. You are listening to Sovereign Self with Sophia Renea Morales. We'd love to hear from you on the show today. Call in to 1-866-472-5795. Again, that's 1-866-472-5795. Or if you'd prefer, send an email to asksophia at transformationspace.co. Now, back to Sovereign Self. Thanks for hanging in with us through the break. This is Sophia Renea Morales, and I'm still here with Matt Young. And before the break, we were discussing uh, some practical things you can try out to begin to tune into your own giftedness. Um, what kind of challenges do you see people coming up against as they're stepping into this opening of sorts? Well, I think it's kind of like two two extreme things. There's the people that are experiencing spiritual things like it's like a bombardment and it's overwhelming. And especially I think when people have maybe past issues that need to be dealt with, um, sometimes the information is such an overload that they just don't know where to start. And then you have the extreme opposite of people who don't think that they experience these kind of things whatsoever. And so it's actually beautiful when those two types of people can actually get together because it does provide a balance. And like, no matter what, no matter which side of the spectrum, or even if you're in the middle, I always find the best thing is honoring everything that you're seeing and writing it down because I had a friend uh, who was in one of my schools who hardly saw like anything compared to the, the most like gifted, like seer. And like three years later, like she used to see one thing in an hour long session. And because she didn't get frustrated, it didn't, you know, it didn't bother her that she wasn't seeing much. She just write it down. And three years later, she's one of the most gifted seers I know all through practicing every day. And just keeping with it and staying open to it. Yeah. And so I think a big part of it is, I think when we have these spiritual experiences, it's dealing with the emotional stuff that comes up in our lives, whether it's from the past, whether it's current relationships, and just doing our best to deal with it as we go, whether we go to a counselor, a coach, because it's, I think it's vitally important, especially for the people on the extreme end who are just getting a bombardment of information. Um, one of the problems I had was I would like, so I grew up with, you know, a mom who was clinically depressed. And so I automatically thought, oh, I'm depressed, you know, because I could feel her depression. I took it on as my own. And, and so that's I- a real common thing with empaths. Yeah. Yeah. And so I was like, I'm not going to leave the house because I was like overwhelming to go anywhere because it was like my antenna was picking up everything. And so I was like, I'd rather just put the sheets over my head, stay home. And as I got more emotionally healthy, like it actually got better. And as I realized um, I would hear like the best way to explain it, it wasn't necessarily a hearing, but I'd have these thoughts come into my head like, um, you know, you're ugly, you're not worthy, like things like that. 
Yeah. And I was like, where is that coming from? Because it's not coming from me. And yeah, it's not the little nasty little voice in my head. This is coming from someplace else. Yeah. Right. And I didn't realize this till years later, but I was actually hearing uh, like telepathy picking up other people's thoughts. And I mm -hmm. finally, because I'm like, you know, going back to the rock story, a kind, of a, kind of a risk taker. And so I would sometimes say to strangers, I just look at them and go, hey, did you just think this? And they would look at me like, oh, my gosh. How, how are you in my head? Yeah. <laughs> You're broadcasting it, dude. <laughs> yeah. And so it's, it's kind of the thing where I always tell people, like, don't hide the mistakes you've made because uh, sometimes people try to hide them. And I feel like it just broadcasts it to the whole universe. Instead, just be open. Sure, you made a mistake in whatever area. It's OK. Um, you know, don't hide it because it kind of broadcasts it. And so. I, one of the things that I found very helpful is when you have these thoughts that are negative or even the positive ones, I always just ask, where is this coming from? And who is this coming from? Is this some kind it's, of it's a great question. And it's one of the earliest things you want to learn to do when you're an empath. Yeah. And so I was like, is this a, from a person? Is this from a God? Is this from a being? What is this from? Is this is from my dog. Like who, where am I getting this? <laughs> is this my ego that's sending this? Where is it coming from? Yeah. yeah. Well, and that's another good place where your journal can be helpful, right? Because I see it as a tool for developing discernment because there's, um, what do I want to say? There's a difference in the texture and the experience of something that arrives from my ego, as opposed to something that came as a download from my soul or God or whatever it is, or from another person. And if you keep track of that in your journal, it helps you to sort through more quickly what's coming from which source and to be able to, to put your finger on which one it is. Yeah. And I, I have one more story in relation to this that I think yeah. helpful is I was leading a, a year long school, teaching people how to, to do all these things. And I had a very gifted woman who um, she'd always have her hand raised. She always had like, I see this and this. Um, and it got to the point where many of the students were kind of like started to get jealous. Or, Intimidated. Yeah. yeah. And she was also very unhealthy. And so like they would judge her based on that. Like it didn't take a seer to go, oh, this person needs some inner healing. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I just, I didn't let it trigger me. And so one of the things it, she actually really helped me because I was like, I can just love this person no matter what, because I'm committed to see her grow. And it was probably three months into the course, like every day as she would sit there, I would hear these voices that were going on, these dark energy that were in her life. I was uh -huh. actually hearing what they were saying and it was direct. It was like they were having a conversation with me and I just like, it was about three months in. She just looks at me and she goes, you can hear him. Can't you? And I just like, <laughs> I, I smiled because she was very, very gifted. And I said, yes, I can. And I have since the beginning and it's totally okay. Um, I said, are you ready to start dealing with them? And she was like, absolutely. And so I just like, I could like years ago, I would have been the person like day one, we've got to deal with that right now. Yeah. Right we've right. got to get these out of here right at this instant. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But she had to build up the trust, you know, that I was actually someone that she could trust to actually help her with this. And, yeah. you know, the beauty is. Well, and she has to be willing to see them go as well, right. because they're, they're there for a purpose. They serve a purpose. And until you're done with that. Yeah. There's and, yeah. I and I always tell people when you come across things that maybe aren't helpful for somebody, you have to realize they've probably been there for many years. One more hour, one more day is not going to, you know, make a big difference. Yeah. <laughs> not your job to change the timeline by jumping in early. And so, you know, I have done that, you know, unfortunately, but that's I was going to say, it sounds like a hard learned lesson. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, my goodness. So uh, how did that go for her? I, by the end of the year, um, I mean, she was already super gifted. So it's really easy to just kind of direct her in, in the direction she needed to go. And it went from this person who couldn't stop talking and she was an extroverted communicator. So it was like all the things that would draw negative attention from other people. She finally started to get like, Oh, I'm creating a little bit of this. 
but I also it also helped her to not judge herself when she, she could sense like, oh, that lady over there cannot stand me. And I was like, you have to realize it's her issues. It's her triggers. And so yeah. you have to have grace and, and honor and respect for that person, even though they're not having it towards you. And that really helped her to heal. And, you know, she's, she actually does a bit of this stuff herself with, you know, she has her own coaching business now and her own clients and, you know, is doing really, really well. And one of the big things is, you know, she wanted to be married. She wanted all these things that she was putting out. And, you know, years later, I think it's been like seven or eight years later, like all those things are now happening in her life. So it's pretty cool to see. Yeah. And it's wonderful to see. And I think that's one of the things that we lose track of around like universal law and abundance and this kind of thing. Our head has this timeline on it, right? I'm going to manifest this right now in my life, even if you're maybe not ready for it. And it's more appropriate farther down the road. So releasing the expectations around when it's supposed to happen. So, so important. So you brought a gift with you today for the guests. Would you like to describe the gift? Yeah. So I, um, my gift today is, so I wrote a book called The Seer, Unlocking the Ability Within. You can purchase it on Amazon. And anybody listening today who purchases that book, um, if, they can, if they will send me an email at pnwseerschool at gmail.com, I'm happy to give them what I would call a prophetic word or a reading just as a thank you for purchasing the book. And so absolutely show me, show me proof of purchase. Um, and then just send me an email and I'd be happy to give them a free, uh, reading or word. Okay, perfect. So if you did not catch that, you can go to sovereignself.media as always, and you can find the speaker gift information out there and we'll have a link to the Amazon and all that good stuff available for you. So you can find that book and pick it up and get going. What, what do readers take away from that book typically? So I try to give a little bit of a taste of the, the history of what you know, what a seer is kind of explaining what is available to everyone. You don't have to be born this way. Um, You could maybe have never had, you know, an an experience that you're aware of in your entire life. But by reading this book, you'll see like biblical examples. You'll see some of the Greek examples, you know, the Greeks who were seers. Um, And then it goes into a bit of discerning of spirits. Like, what is it really like intuition, perception, the kind of the different levels of like discerning and what it is and then kind of how to use it in every chapter there's what i would call an activation or an ascension where you can just practice you know doing these things um because i i'm always like after reading all these books on this year like there was a lot of people who had books that just tell a story which is great yeah but this tells stories but also gives you like here's the background here's the practical stuff so you can walk away, whether you're an experienced seer or brand new and, and never done this before, it, it's like super helpful. Yeah. And you get something practical to, to take along with it. <laughs> I, I find almost every book that I go into, every experience I go into, seminars, workshops, whatever, even if I think I know the material, there's always something in there that there's a new angle on something or something I hadn't realized or a tool that will help me make it bigger or better or more dialed in or whatever the case may be. So I love that. Yes, that is awesome. So let's see, what would be your final words of wisdom to the audience today for somebody who's, who's going into this, whether they think they're gifted or not? When I would say, cause some, there's some people that are like, why would I even need to do this? You know, it's fun. It's exciting to be able to get spiritual information. Um, but I would say like one of the great things about being connected to God, the universe, you know, however you want to label it is like that intimacy that you experience through whatever channel you use, whether it's knowing, seeing, feeling, or hearing, is it really just increases you know, your ability to receive love, to give love, you know, joy, peace. Um, And, you know, we don't have to depend on someone else to get the information. Instead, we can have a community of people where, yeah, we'll bounce things off of them and go, hey, what do you think about what I just saw or what I experienced? Or I had a dream last night. I need an interpretation. What do you think of this? (laughs) Yeah. 
And so, you know, community, whether your community is one person or 25 people, it's, I think it's really important to have at least two or three people that you can share your experiences and practice these things because some people just naturally by themselves can do this, but some people actually, it helps when they're around somebody who's a little more gifted in mm-hmm. a sense. It's like, I always describe it as if I step, if I'm in the same room with you and I'm like, maybe, you know, a few you know, feet away from you, as I step into your atmosphere, your aura or whatever, I can start to see how you see. So like there was like, I had met many famous people who have these kind of gifts. And it was always funny to me because some of them got famous for good reasons. Some of them not so much, Mm -hmm. Um, but it was, it was actually funny because there was this woman who was a stay at home mom who had no like desire to do anything publicly. And she was one of the most powerful people I'd ever met. And as I stood in her atmosphere, I started to see in full color, uh, started to see the different beings that are around her life. And I was like, whoa, this is, you know, this is fun. (laughs) It sounds like you have 11-2 energy in your chart because 11-2 people can do that. We take on the gifts and the aptitudes of the people around us. And the flip side is we take on some of their dysfunction as well, but. (laughs) And so I guess my concluding thing would be to say, like, come with the faith, like a child, like skip around. I don't care if you're 80, you're 10, you know, you're 40. It doesn't matter. Like come with the faith of like, I'm open to, to receiving. I'm open to giving and, and just give it a shot. And if something doesn't work, try it, try it a different way. You know, not everybody enjoys sitting and meditating. Some people have to, sometimes it's reading the book or reading a book where that's where you're going to pick up information. That's actually not even written in the book. Exactly. I have that experience. I'll read a book and be going through and I'll go, well, I wonder about that. And then I'll get this answer in my mind. It's like, oh, okay, cool. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. We're down to the end of our time already. Can you believe it? Uh, For everyone out there in listener land, I love to hear from you guys. I can be connected with, you can shoot me an email at askzofia, A-S-K-Z-O-F-I-A at transformationspace.co. And until next week, go out and live soul first. Thank you for being a part of our program this week. Sovereign Self can be heard live every Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time and 4 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Please join host Sophia Renea Morales again next week, right here 